Hi, I'm Shane Twist and welcome to Behind the Beef, a podcast that gives you a look behind the scenes and into the everyday activities of the people behind the beef. If you can believe it, we have come to the end of 2021 and we couldn't see out the end of the year without a look back at the year that was. As we call full time on 2021, we will be joined this episode by the Angus Australia President, Sam White, Vice President Erica Halliday, CEO Peter Parnell and the managers across Angus Australia who will give a recap of 2021 for the Society, Angus Producers and Angus Cattle. So sit back, relax and enjoy 2021 in review. Welcome all, Sam White here, Chairman of Angus Australia. I'd just like to pass on behalf of the board our sincere Christmas wishes to all our members. This year has been an unbelievable year in terms of pricing. The Eki, as of the 17th to the 12th, was well over 1,100 cents a kilo, and long may it continue. Anyway, Christmas is in front of us. We look forward to all and each and every one of you spending time with your family and catching up and hopefully having a break if it's possible. We'd like to acknowledge all those people who've assisted in the last year, both in the Angus team and all their members in their consultancy groups and all their affiliated groups as well. Have fun, have a great Christmas and we look forward to seeing you all in the new year. Hi, it's Erica Halliday, Vice President of Angus Australia. Firstly, I'd like to thank outgoing CEO, Peter Parnell, who has led a team that has AA at the cutting edge of science for beef breeders globally. It's been a tremendous pleasure and privilege to work with Peter and we wish him all the best in his future. Also welcome to Scott Wright and we look forward to working hard with him to reach out to members and simplify the procedures that we have and provide even greater value to you. Also, as he comes to the end of his term, I'd like to congratulate Sam White on his extraordinary leadership and diligent commitment to his fellow breeders. I'd like to wish everyone a safe holiday period and a prosperous new year. Talking, thinking and dreaming about cows. All the best and we look forward to talking to you in 2022. I'm Peter Parnell, the CEO of Angus Australia. Been in this role now for um, nearly 13 years uh, and um, uh, certainly 2021 has been a year to remember for lots and lots of reasons. Um, of course, it's been a very weird year for a lot of lot of our community, but for the beef industry, it's just been such an outstanding year and for the Angus breed, even more so really. So, you know, at the commercial level, we're seeing the Eki eclipse previous records almost on a weekly basis throughout the year. So that's been very positive, obviously, for the commercial sector and um, those Many breeders out there that breed Angus and Angus-influenced cattle have done extraordinarily well through the year for had cattle for sale, and that's just such a great reward for their efforts, particularly given the, the really tough years that the industry's gone through in recent times. So it's, um, yeah, been really pleasing. Uh, 2020 was pretty good, but 2021's just gone even better. And I know whilst not every um, area across Australia is out of drought, many have come out of drought over the last couple of years and, and now we're seeing tremendous seasons in many parts of Australia as well. So, so that's even adding to the, the positivity uh, and the optimism that's out there in the, in the industry, which is great. Uh, that's also, of, of course, spilled over into the seed stock sector and we've seen that you know our, our Angus, our members who breed and sell Angus bulls have had a, also an extraordinary year. So we've seen 
record sale prices, record averages across the board almost. Most people have done better than what they've ever done in the past and in, in some cases significantly better, which is great. And it's again, it's, it's a function of two things really. I think it's, first of all, it's the supreme optimism in the industry at the moment and people are very, feel very pleased to get out of the tough years we've had and you know, leading up to 2020, say, and in, into 2021. Uh, you know, so there's obviously the rebuilding going on and people trying to get back into the industry, I guess, and paying supreme premiums to do that. Uh, but it's also the fact that there's um, that degree of positivity and optimism out there in, in the industry so that people are willing to actually make that investment for the future. And, and that's really pleasing to see because I, I share that optimism. I think the beef industry's got some you know, very positive years ahead, which is also going to be very positive for the whole industry, but also even more so for breeds like Angus that are, are producing a premium quality product for for the international markets in particular. So yeah, it's been it's been 2021's been an outstanding year on all of those levels, which is great. As far as Angus Australia is concerned, um, it's also been a great year. Uh, I guess it hasn't been all that good that we haven't been able to engage with our members as much as we would like uh, through, for example, face to face events and attendance at industry events. Although we did get to Beef Australia up at Rockhampton, which was a tremendous gathering of the beef industry and um, again a, a real function of optimism there. So it was, it was when we could get out, it was great. But I suppose the biggest regret really that we've had for 21 in 2020 is that we haven't been able to engage directly with our members in the industry as much as what we normally would and, and would like to do. But despite that, almost across the board, um, we've, we've seen you know, very significant advances in, in what we've been doing. Um, the, the number of transactions with members has increased substantially. I mean, our registrations and transfers of animals and um, amount of performance recording and, and um, DNA profiles submitted have all, uh, all increased and you know, in many cases eclipsed previous records in terms of numbers of transactions. So that's a real testament to our, to our membership services team who process most of that information and they've been able to maintain you know, very rapid turnaround times for our members to, to maintain those services. So um, that's been you know, very pleasing and it's great to, to, to get lots of positive feedback from our members on that. Through the year, we also uh, took on several New Zealand herds, started recording with Angus Australia, and um, and, and they're warmly welcomed. And uh, it's been, um, been been great working with those herds uh, alongside with our um, Australian members that have been with us for, for a long time. In the technical areas and, and our resource development, again, it's been, you know, every year we seem to be um, making leaps and bounds in terms of the capability of our technology that we're dealing with. So genomics has been around for a number of years now, I suppose, but really it's only been in the last 12 to 24 months that we've really started to capture the great benefits of that. So we're seeing a lot of members now genotyping large numbers of animals in their herds, and we're utilising that information in our taste analysis, our trans-Tasman Angus cattle evaluation analysis, uh, it's very strongly influenced now by genomics data. I think we've got in the order of about 170,000 genomic profiles contributing to that analysis these days, which is you know, right up there on global standards in terms of the utilisation of that technology um, for, for brooding purposes. And the main reason why that's possible in our case is that Angus Australia is invested heavily in what we call a genomics reference population, or also known as our Angus Sire Benchmarking Program. And that's now been going for almost 13 years. So we've done the 12th cohort joining this year in 2021. 
And that, um, that program has not only uh, introduced very valuable data into our taste analysis on difficult to measure traits, but it's also enabled us to calibrate um, genomics information, genomic profiles. So all of those animals in the uh, ASBP or reference population, have all got genotypes recorded on them as well as comprehensive performance recording. And, and that's what enables us to determine the relationship between variation in genomic profiles and variation in performance. And, and now that, that information is now used in our taste analysis. Um, but it's also enables us to develop some, some new tools and uh, um, particularly targeted at the commercial sector, our, what we call Angus Heifer Select and Angus Steer Select. Angus Heifer Select now has been around for a couple of years, but we've now changed that a little bit during the year and enhanced it using the, the latest genomic calibrations. And Angus Steer Select is a new product which is uh, um, targeting steers specifically for um, particularly, say, for feedlot finishing or um, uh, where you might want to sort animals prior to going into a feedlot based on their genetic potential or even grass finishing systems. So, so that's um, that system's now in stage two validation um, and it'll be rolled out as a commercial product in 2022. So some very significant developments there in that heifer select and steer select during 2021. Another very significant development in 2021 was the consultation with our members uh, around selection indexes. So we've now introduced the latest technology for calculating selection indexes associated with our taste analysis and through a, a very comprehensive process of consultation through the year, we've, we've now rolled out some, some new selection indexes. There are more indexes now than what we've had before. So it's catering for a wider range of breeding objectives that our members might have relative to what we, we've had previously. So there's a lot of information being extended to members on that. There's a lot of information on um, the Angus Australia website in relation to that. But it's been a, a very major task and a, a key focus in our breed development area in, in 2021 is to uh, introduce the, the, the latest modelling and technology and updating the latest economic parameters that go into those index calculations um, and rolling those out for, for our members. So um, they're now out there available. Um, they've been around for, for a few months as research indexes and now they're fully implemented as part of our routine fortnightly taste analysis. So that was um, that was a, another very significant development in 2021. It's important to note, if, if you look at, you know, for example, these technologies we're using and, and you ask the question, well, are they making an impact at industry level? And um, there are a few ways you can assess that. One way is to look at um, whether the average estimated breeding values and indexes are increasing over time. And that's an indication of what we call genetic trend and using that indicator, the genetic trend that we're achieving now in the Angus breed is as great as what it's ever been. Um, and we're at the same time, we're doing lots of other things. We're managing genetic diversity much better. We're managing uh, recessive genetic conditions that we've discovered over time, such that they are now at a very manageable level. And at the same time, we're making um, rates of genetic progress or genetic trend um, in terms of profitability per cow at rates greater than what we've ever done before. So that really is testament that the technologies that our members are using um, is making an impact. And um, hopefully those commercial users of Angus genetics are, are observing those impacts. I, I certainly do if I think back of how Angus might have performed, say, 10 years ago or 20 years ago. It's you know, a stark difference today um, in terms of the individual animal performance. 
Another key development in 2021 has been the further development of our information systems uh, at Angus Australia. So that uh, the, the technology in the background, the software systems, the database systems that underpin our ability to provide information back to members, uh, that, that's, that, that development has been going on now for a few years. Um, and in particular, over the last couple of years, uh, a, a strong focus on us being able to utilise genomics data as to the extent that we do. Um, but we're now rapidly getting to the point where we'll, um, there'll be a rollout of new tools for our members, um, particularly in 2022 and 23, I, I expect, uh, that'll make doing transactions with Angus Australia just much more simpler um, and streamlined in, in the future. So we've identified all of those difficult areas, I suppose, um, for members to conduct business with um, Angus Australia with the business of recording their cattle and recording performance and genomics data and try to simplify that in, in, in our Angus Tech um, uh, software systems. So, Again, you know, very significant developments in the background there, such that we've got very solid infrastructure now for moving forward in, into the future. So yeah, that's it's been exciting times in terms of technology developments um, in 2021. If we look now a little bit more, say, at the, our commercial supply chain activities, we continue to uh, provide brand verification for uh, very significant Angus branded beef products that are exported um, offshore and also available to some of them domestically as well. So that's continued and, and, and uh, the partnership with those processes on those um, um, verified brands is, is a very important partnership for Angus Australia. In addition to that, in 2021, we've rolled out a new system called Angus Verified, and that is for the verification of the purity of commercial Angus cattle when they're offered for sale based on, on, um, on the breeding of those uh, commercial cattle. So that Angus Verified system was um, launched in 2021. Um, and it's already uh, been associated with extreme, extremely good results in terms of prices received for animals that have obtained that Angus premium and even a better, even a bigger Angus premium, if you like, because they were able to verify the purity of those Angus lines. So I think that we'll see Angus verified um, be used much, much more significantly moving forward into the future as, as the word gets out about the, the value of that program. In our marketing and communications area, our, our team there has been extremely busy as, as ever uh, with um, some new initiatives like our, our podcasts, that are like this one, for example, but also our, the, the amount of videos and, um, and content that's available to members, basically to communicate particularly information on how to use the technologies that we're providing members and, uh, and how members can uh, utilise those technologies to maximise their individual preferences for making genetic progress, for example. So uh, there's a lot of information that Angus Australia um, pump out now through our marketing and commerce team, very active in, in social media as well, uh, as well as the traditional ways of communicating through our, our, our quarterly Angus Bulletin, which I think has maintained its you know, very high quality of information, particularly high quality technical information. Our weekly Angus e-news information for our members, such that you're aware of what's going on in the Angus world from a week-to-week basis. And another part of that team is the production of sale catalogues for our members. And, and uh, 2021, we've seen a massive increase in the number of sale lots that have been catalogued through the year. So that's been an extremely busy and active area, I suppose, as, as well. 
if I look at our extension team, as I mentioned, um, our, our breed development officers, extension team, have been a little bit frustrated, I suppose, in terms of our limited ability to uh, to travel and to engage with members as we might have planned to do. But um, where we have been able to engage with members has been very worthwhile. Angus Youth, our Angus Youth program is associated with that these days directly as part of our uh, breed development program, if you like, our extension program. And uh, we had a tremendous event for young people this year called the Gen Angus Future Leaders Workshop. That was co-sponsored by Acme Australia, and that was a great event for for young people coming into the beef industry. And we're really looking forward to the 2022 Angus Youth Roundup, which is in, in, in a few weeks' time in January um, down at Wodonga. Had to cancel it last year, but this, this, sorry, had to cancel it this year, earlier this year, but we're really looking forward to a great event in January um, next year, which is not not far away. So I guess it's been a great year. I, I, I suppose just thinking, you know, looking into the future a little bit from my perspective, because um, as many of you know, I'm, I'm retiring from my role as the CEO of Angus Australia um, in February next year. And um, whilst I've been proud of what we've achieved over the almost 13 years I've been at Angus Australia, I think the the real the, the the real exciting years are yet to come. So whilst the last decade or so has been, we've seen some massive change and, in my view, massive improvements um, to what um, this organisation, Angus Australia, provides to our members and the industry. I think that what we've really established is a really solid foundation for the future with our things like our genomics reference population, our information systems, infrastructure and platform, you know, R&D capability now, research and development capability and, and the strong partnerships we've developed with research providers like, like University of New England and CSIRO and American Angus Association, groups like that. So I think that, you know, that that partnership is is really going to start, you know, reaping. Those partnerships will really reap strong rewards moving forward. And I suppose the, the most important thing, though, is the really strong and loyal member base that we, we have uh, at Angus Australia and uh, people who share that vision of, you know, indus uh, of industry leadership in the application of genetics for, for future improvement and improvement of profitability. So I think we've got a, a really solid launch pad for, the, for what's going to be a, a great decade ahead, I believe, for the, for the Angus breed and for the industry. So just in finishing up, thanks, Shane. I'd just like to thank a few people. First of all, our various service providers and, and um, research partners that we work with, in particular groups like the Animal Genetics and Breeding Unit um, based at UNE. Um, ABRI provides a lot of our database services and our core part of our taste analysis. The genotyping companies, so Edison Neogen, who have been so accommodating in, in, in the rapid expansion of interest in that te um, genomics technology amongst our members. Our R&D partners, as I mentioned before, like CSRO, University of New England, um, American Angus Association, all groups that we've had you know, strong research partnerships with in 2021 and, and, and hopefully moving forward. Our, our various sponsors like Acme Australia that I mentioned that have been strong sponsors of Angus Youth and, and all those other sponsors that contribute to the Angus Foundation that contributes significantly to um, our Angus Youth program, our, our awards and scholarships that we're able to provide for Angus Youth. So thank you for all those members and others that have contributed to the Angus Foundation through the year. Our dedicated and talented staff at Angus Australia, I, th I hope the members realise that the 
the staff that we have at Angus Australia are really better than uh, than any in terms of, first of all, their talents and, and their skills that uh, they're applying to the, to the role, but also their dedication. So, I, you know, I'm r- really proud and pleased of the work that staff of Angus Australia have done, particularly during challenging times of COVID where we've been able to a few additional challenges in terms of continuing to provide services, but they've done an extraordinary job over the last two years in doing that. Our members who have served on you know, various consultative committees uh, and, and state, uh, state groups, affiliated state groups, that are all in the background working for the, for the benefit of the overall membership. Thank you for your contributions through, through the year. And then finally, our board of directors who sort of oversee uh, the whole organisation, who um, have that strong vision for the future and have been extremely supportive and, and been great guidance to myself and, and my managers at Angus Australia and our staff as we embark on new initiatives um, for you know for the benefit of members. And one of, one of the reasons why I believe Angus Australia has been successful and continues to be successful is that um, we've got. Uh, a board of directors who are not afraid of embracing change um, and, and are willing to take hard decisions and, and a membership that are supportive of that. And as I mentioned, a, a membership that share that passion for industry leadership in, in the breeds that we're dealing with. So so thanks very much, Shane. I wish everyone um, that are listening a uh, very happy Christmas and festive season and um, hope you have a great year again in 2022 and beyond. And, uh, and I wish you all the best. Uh, thanks very much. Hi, I'm Scott, the Member Services Manager here at Angus Australia. It's been a, another very busy year for us in our Member Services section, which is which is great. Uh, a lot of the numbers are up uh, right across the board from our side. We've had uh, a few changes, however, in the team. We're not so fortunate, but fortunate for Nikki that uh, Nikki Wallace has gone on maternity leave, so we've not lost uh, Nikki recently from the team. We've put in... Tammy McLeod as the senior member services officer, which is which is very well deserved for Tammy. She's a, a great support to me. And then we've had a new addition to the team. Uh, Lily Christian has joined our team as a member services officer. So so that's all very exciting from a from a staff point of view. I guess it's fairly well known to the membership that I'll be finishing up right at the moment actually from being the member services manager and I'll be replacing uh, Peter as the, the CEO for Angus Australia into the new year. That's it's a very exciting opportunity for myself. I'm very humbled by the decision of the board, very excited about what we can do as an organisation and, and I must say it's been just a, a fantastic tuition from Peter and, and he's left the organisation in, in such a good position. Uh, he's, he's left us with an example of um, great diligence and integrity and, and really great stewardship from the, from the organisation and, and they're big shoes to fill, but, but I'm very excited to be taking on, on that role. And as part of that, we've just recently employed a new member services manager, Barney Beatty, his name is, uh, from Glen Innes. It's actually a, a fellow that comes from a different uh, field of work, but he's got a long experience in managing uh, customers and people, um, a very, very good operator. So we hope that he'll embrace the team in a good way going forward. He, he started work this week at Angus Australia, so, so I'm very pleased to welcome him onto the team. Now, in terms of what we're able to achieve this year, 
in member services. We often we're just getting the things done really that we always do, which is um, which is important because we're doing all the transactions that members need us to accomplish. But we implemented this year a job tracking system in member services. So every job that comes in is is actually logged, and we can allocate it to a particular person, and we can see how long it took to complete that that work. So. I'm really pleased that we've had a year now doing this and and through the course of of the year the member services section actually completed 15,958 jobs which which is a is a great deal of work that's what such a a busy little environment and and on average for the whole year it took 0.53 days to complete a job which which I'm really excited with because we've got a benchmark there of trying to get work done within three days so so the team's doing a great job at, at punching it out really quickly for, for our members. So that, that was great. We've been doing quite a bit more work in, in the genomic space. So we process all the DNA samples, as members would know. Actually, this year we, we put through 49,952 genomic profiles, over 50,000 genetic condition tests. And, um, and about 7,500 base panels. So, so a huge amount of work coming through that space. Our registrations were up 2%, uh, transfers up again another 2%, performance recording is up substantially on last year. We've had the, the New Zealand members come on board and, and we've had to uh, do a lot of work in that space and they've been great members to, to welcome into Angus Australia. And what's pleasing for me as a manager is that we've, we've been able to to bring that volume of work on from New Zealand and not increase staff to allow for that. So, so what that means is, as a business, we're doing more with less or, or more with the, with the same staffing level. So, so that's, that's very exciting for our team. So look, uh, next year is a, is a big transition for myself, taking uh, the leadership of Angus Australia. And, and I just wanted to take this opportunity to reassure the membership that I'm very committed to improving the organisation in a way that increases profitability for members. So, so that if you, if you had to say, Scott, what's your focus going forward? It's, it's to build on the work that Peter's done and to, to increase our focus on what members need. So, so you'll probably see going forward that we'll have a, an increased level of engagement. So you, hopefully you'll see me in the field quite a bit and, and we're just going to rejig things slightly from the member services point of view to, to make sure that we've got staff allocated to particular members and that there'll be a great focus going forward on, on engagement in a, on a range of levels. So, so I'd welcome any, any suggestions from the membership in terms of how do, we, how do we simplify things, make things more efficient for you, how do we engage better, and at the end of the day, how do we actually reduce costs for members over the period of time. So looking forward to, to meeting a lot of you going forward. I'd just like to thank all the staff at Angus Australia for doing such a, a great job, and I and I'm looking forward to continuing to work with them going forward. And could I just wish all the membership a very happy Christmas period and a good time with the family at that time. So I look forward to 2022. Thanks very much. I'm Andrew Byrne, Breed Development and Extension Manager at Angus Australia. And it's uh, with great pleasure that I provide an update on the um, outcomes of our different uh, breed development, but also our education and extension and youth uh, program at Angus Australia and the achievements that have occurred during 2021. So from a breed development perspective, 
We've had quite significant achievements, uh, particularly within the breed. Uh, the genetic progress continues now at a, a rate that is as good, if not better, than it ever has been. And um, if we measure on our new dollar uh, A index, the new uh, Angus breeding index, and the genetic improvement, which is currently occurring within the Angus seed stock industry, is around $6.50 per cow mated per year, um, which again is a, a great um, demonstration of the commitment that Angus breeders in Australia have to uh, genetic improvement and, and the utilisation of the different genetic technologies. Uh, within the actual services which Angus Australia offer, and particularly the, the Trans-Tasman Angus cattle evaluation, we've seen great growth during 2021 in the um, number of performance records which are submitted to us. So those performance measurements across the important uh, production traits of, of weight and carcass and in particular in some of the newer areas that we have to do with uh, cow maintenance efficiency, uh, coat type, docility, uh, we're seeing a great uptake and an increase in performance recording across those different traits. The genomic testing which Angus breeders are, are utilising just continues to go from strength to strength. And this year there was a, a significant increase with over 50,000 Angus seed stock animals um, actually tested with a, a genomic test, be it the Angus GS or HC50K. So that adoption of, of genomic technologies continues to increase at, at a very significant rate, uh, which is improving the, the accuracy and the reliability of the different breeding values which are available on Angus cattle and, and ultimately enabling more accurate selection decisions to be made within the industry. Alongside of the, the utilisation of the genomic technology, uh, we also have seen increase in uh, the number of animals which have been parent verified in terms of their, their pedigrees, so uh, more reliable pedigrees um, and also uh, an increase in the number of uh, testing uh, for the genetic conditions. So all in all, the, the information which is being presented on Angus animals has a, a lot more performance and, and DNA information behind it and is providing improved selection tools to the Angus industry which ultimately enables us to make more accurate selection decisions and increase our rate of genetic improvement. Just for a few developments from, from the R&D, it was another a big year for, for R&D and, and developments and improvements within our genetic evaluation services. So we saw a, a comprehensive kind of industry consultation process undertaken uh, to review the selection indexes, which are produced in the Trans-Tasman Angus Cattle Evaluation. And ultimately that resulted in the introduction of 10 new selection indexes in the uh, December uh, Trans-Tasman analysis. And that, that's providing now an increased number of indexes to, to better cater for the diversity that exists within uh, the production systems, market endpoints and, and breeding philosophies that across the Australian breeding enterprises. And in particular, we, we now have, um, as well as different selection indexes for different market endpoints, we now also have different selection indexes for, for different production systems with the introduction of, of a range of low feed cost indexes which, which cater for uh, production systems where the, the cost of providing additional feed, be it through, through pasture improvement or crops or supplementary feeding when our animal requirements increase is, is not that high. So catering for those production systems which uh, weren't previously catered for. We also saw the introduction of the Generation 2 of Angus Heifer Select, so that's been a big step forward and really improving the genetic evaluation services which Angus Australia is offering to uh, people that are looking to select replacement heifers within commercial Angus enterprises. And associated with that, we've seen uh, quite an increase in testing, so a significant number of heifers now being tested through the Angus Heifer Select program.
outside of that, a significant achievement in, in the R&D space for Angus Australia was the appointment of an in-house geneticist. Um, so we now have an uh, in-house uh, geneticist within the team which will enable us in, the, in future years to really better meet and address some of the research questions which we have to ultimately improve the, the services which we're providing and the, the tools which are available to rather than re relying on um, industry bodies for that service. We also did do a collaborative research though, continued quite heavily. Um, and in particular, there was a lot of work done with the University of New England in Armidale on the development of a, ideally the development of a research breeding value for female longevity. Uh, it hasn't got to the stage yet of uh, actually producing a research breeding value, but uh, I've answered a, a lot of questions and, and better understand the genetic basis of that trait, which will, will put us in good stead to, to progress that in the future to hopefully have a, a tool available over coming years. Uh, from an education and extension perspective, it was again uh, a very significant year for, for Angus Australia. A lot of our, our field activities were, were fairly heavily impacted by COVID. However, having said that, there were, there were still some, some pretty big achievements throughout the year. One of the most notable achievements or, or developments within our education extension capacity was the appointment of Jake Phillips um, as a breed development officer based out of Narracourt in South Australia which added to our uh, existing breed development officers in, in Matt Reynolds and um, also uh, Jen Peart and has really now established a, a national um, kind of breed development officer network to, to work with Angus Australia members, both seed stock and commercial producers, to ensure that they have the support required now to uh, get the most out of the different tools and, and technologies which are available uh, to use within their breeding programs. There were some pretty significant uh, online events. So again, our, our spring bull night was very successful and um, with lots of attendees on the night and also with uh, now over 2,000 views of, of those presentations. So again, getting great support from Angus breeders as they lead into their spring joinings and, and looking at the size which are available. There were three Angus Connect R&D updates, so online presentations and, and again, were well supported and also a, a genetics and service provider workshop to update those uh, members of the industry who, who work closely with Angus Australia members to ensure they're across all, all the latest developments. The Angus Education Centre, our, our kind of central hub for um, education extension materials, um, continued to go from strength to strength in uh, 2021. So this year we, we saw um, quite an increase in, in the traffic on that site, so it was about a 50% increase year on year in the, in the number of uh, visits to the Angus Education Centre. And throughout this year, we also saw a few new modules being added to that education centre and in particular new modules that explain the new selection indexes which have been implemented in the Trans-Tasman Angus Cattle Evaluation. From a youth side of things, we really saw a, a reinvigoration of our, our youth program led by Jake uh, Phillips since, he, since his employment started earlier this year. Again, face-to-face -face activities were impacted by, by COVID, but uh, we still did see the, the Gen Angus program uh, get underway in an online conference. So that was a, a very successful event run in, uh, in November. Our scholarships and, uh, and awards and bursaries program really got back underway and there was uh, many different scholarships, awards and bursaries awarded to the younger members of, of Angus Australia to help them with their professional and, and personal development. And we also saw for the first time the awarding of, of two research grants from the Angus Foundation uh, to young scientists that are working on some research to do with Angus genetics. 
So all in all, it's, it's been a, a big year across the um, Angus Australia's breed development, education and extension uh, area. And just in, in closing, just like to take a moment to uh, thank the support of the, the staff, both uh, within the breed development extension team at Angus Australia, but also our colleagues across the rest of the organisation, which have greatly assisted with um, the achievements which we've made this year. And of course to our Angus Australia members for their uh, continued support and, and utilisation of the different tools and technologies. We have, have great uptake on um, all of those tools and technologies and ultimately that's uh, resulting in um, the profitability of Angus genetics that, that we're providing to the Australian beef industry being uh, continually improved and continually uh, ensuring that there's demand for Angus genetics. So thank you for a great year. I'm Christian Duff, Strategic Projects Manager for Angus Australia. Um, first of all, I'd like to just wish everyone a Merry Christmas. It's been a great year at Angus Australia and for our members and for the cattle industry in general. Good to see good conditions across Australia and also buoyant cattle prices and bull, bull sale prices. So uh, congratulations to everyone for the year. Uh, in relation to strategic projects, we've delivered some, some really amazing things this year, um, things I've been really pleased with managing this division. Starting off with our tried and tested and trusted uh, Angus Sire benchmarking program, collecting a lot more data, continuing our contemporary reference population, new bulls coming in. And I'm really excited by the number of bulls that get nominated for that program each year from the membership, so thank you for the members that nominate those and all of our collaborators in that project too, from cowherd, supply chain partners, uh, researchers, so on and so forth. So it's really exciting. And though that program can't be undertaken without a lot of support of Angus Australia here. Obviously, Nick Butcher, who's our field officer, doing a great job there, coordinating things, getting the cattle bred and data recorded on them and, and into our analysis. So that's uh, an important part of it all. And a major highlight of the year also is the uh, boards uh, recognise the importance of the program, like they have over the last 12 years, but uh, more importantly, they've decided to extend the support of the program fully funded the core of the program by Angus Australia uh, for another five cohorts um, and we started that joining this year so for another five joinings from now so that's a really uh, good recognition of the importance of the program and I think that comes from the number of members that are now genotyping that's obviously increasing exponentially over the year over the last few years and looks like it'll continue on so to support that genotyping and underpinning our breeding values on genotyped animals, um, it's important to have a really strong reference population and that's what the ASBP is all about. Some other big ticket items for strategic projects is our collaborative research with CSIRO and delivering the second generation of Angus Ephesleck, which we've just released at the end of the year, so released at the end of November. We'll say more about the product next year, but we have transitioned all the current Ephesleck users across to that product. There's some more traits in that. There's an Angus breed check component in there, which is a breed composition check. Um, and it's based on a new model we've developed with CSIRO, which offers some benefits to everyone involved. So that's something really exciting. I and mean, I think it'll, it just shows you the, the interest we have in obviously providing really high quality genetic evaluation to our seed stock producers, like we do through TASTE, but also giving genetic selection tool options to the commercial industry to make selection decisions. Not for everyone, but for those people who want to have a bit more precision in their selection, they have those tools available um, and happy to talk to anyone about those going forward. Another uh, big ticket item for the year for me is also just the, the full range of collaborative research we do now. I think we 
We formally collaborate with over 12 research and development organisation universities um, and other research groups to do genetic-based research. And that's pretty exciting because uh, you know, we've got lots of skills at Angus Australia, but we don't have all the knowledge and we don't have all the skills needed, so it's good to collaborate. And we've got a lot to offer because we've got a lot of obviously industry touch points with our membership, but also a lot of uh, experience in the industry and, and obviously the, our bank of data, which is obviously of great interest to researchers. So it's about managing that, those relationships and the data and uh, making sure that whatever's happening um, is obviously to the benefit of the membership and the broader breeding industry. Um, so they're, they're really highlights. I'll also uh, mention the Northern Development Program, and that's obviously being led by Jen Peart um, from up at Injun. Uh, Jen's doing a great job with a mix of R&D initiatives, which are sort of sort of in train at the moment, but a lot of those are going to come to fruition next year and, and beyond, but also uh, heavily involved in our extension and adoption programs and, and doing a lot in the north. A particular highlight in that context is the forum we ran at Rockhampton, the Beef Australia event, which Jen organised that whole event, and it was fantastic. It was well attended, it was sold out, and really well received, and... Um, yeah, I think uh, we'll line Jen up in the next in three years' time to do the next one too. I think if it goes as well. Uh, so they're the highlights for me for the year. Again, thank you and uh, Merry Christmas to everyone, and we look forward to delivering more exciting stuff in 2022. G'day, Liz Pearson here. I'm the commercial supply chain manager at Angus Australia. So I just want to talk about, I guess share you know why we're here with the commercial supply chain and you know we've had a really great year for 2021 uh, even though we've had had some challenges as well but you know the, the real focus for us is is about engaging and collaborating with the beef supply chain to make sure we can facilitate some initiatives that are going to make more money for the member and the supply chain so it's, it's really about how do we how do we really amp things up for people so the programs ultimately they, they they meet those beef consumer demands that, that that lead to greater demand for Angus beef here and across the world, you know. And, and those consumers are not just here in Australia, but they're distributors, they're retailers, uh, high end global restaurants, food service. But but we certainly still make make a focus here in Australia. So, yeah, twenty twenty one, you know, Angus brand verification is is a big program for for the commercial supply chain and. We've been lucky. We've we've been able to manipulate the program so that we can still maintain that integrity. When we you know we, we can't get on site to a lot of processing plants this year, um, I think we ended up getting onto one one site, and that might have been back in March. So, being able to still do those reviews and audits remotely, but still maintain that integrity, has been a real challenge for us. But but we've been able to do that and, and still support those brands. We were lucky enough also to bring on a new brand this year. So. Uh, that was a brand that's being produced by Kilcoy up in Queensland. It's not a, it's not one of their major brands, but a, a brand that they send into Europe. So it's great to have them on on board with us, and and it's great to get a bit more of a spread across, I guess, geographically where our verified brands brands are. A big part of that program also is is maintaining a, a we've got a, an ISO nine thousand and one um, international standard. So that's something that we have to sort of. We, we get audited ourselves and make sure that we do that as well. So it really puts another, I guess, a peg in the program and, and improves the integrity across the board. Uh, the big one this year, and, and this, this is also very, very close to my heart, is is Angus Verified. So we successfully launched that back in quarter one this year. So at the moment, um, we've got, we're getting about, I think, about a new member each week we're getting. 
Um, there's a few thousand cattle in there. We've certainly got a few thousand tags out there in the system. Ran a great webinar back in October that, that you can access on the website if you want to, but very well supported. Um, we, had a, we had a great rating out of that, I think eight, eight and a half out of ten for, for satisfaction on that one. So it was good to get some good feedback in terms of what we're putting out there for people to listen to and, and huge engagement across um, all of our platforms, our website and social media with that program. We've seen some really great results coming out of the Angus Verified program in terms of sales with a lot of sale results being top of the category. I think we've broken a couple of uh, sale yard records at Maitland this year with Angus Verified cattle, um, which was which great to see. Uh, and we're certainly hoping to, to see some more coming down into those wiener sales in Victoria early early January next year. So next year for us is going to be a you know, continued focus on that brand verification. We're going to put out some, some new pages on our website that are going to really explain what they are and support, support our brands, but also support the consumers that are keen to find out more about it. Um, we will again be running our barbecue competition. So we ran that uh, back in 2019 and, and unfortunately haven't been able to for, since, uh, for COVID since then. So it'll be on uh, Saturday, the 26th of February. You'll be here in Armidale at the office. Should be a pretty big extravaganza. We've got about 20 Australian-Australasian Barbecue Alliance teams coming. So professional barbecue teams. Um, we'll have MLA here with some butcher presentations We've got a, a great MC in Shannon Walker. He's been part of the Meatstock Butcher Wars, which you can you can watch on Foxtel. So it's going to be a pretty great event, and, and we can hope that as many of you can get here as possible. Along with that, we're gonna we're also going to put out another webinar in terms of what we call the Meet the Brand Owner, and those are those brands we work with, and giving you that opportunity to 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 catch up with those buyers in those in those supply chains, and, and you know build a bit of knowledge about who they are and how you might be able to access them. Moving and then on for Angus Verified, it's, it's just sort of go, go, go on it next year. We'll, we'll kick off at the Wiener Sales in January and we'll be offering some cash prizes for the champion steer and heifer pens. Um, that'll be, there's a couple of sales at Wodonga, 5th and 6th, also down at Wangaratta on the 5th and then out to Hamilton on the 10th and the 11th. Um, so I'll be at those sales. So anyone who's there and would love to catch up, um, please come and, come and um, tap me on the shoulder. I really enjoy catching up with with our members where I can. We'll also be doing some uh, a national run of workshops for Angus Verified. So we'll be able to get over to WA, hopefully when they finally open their borders, um, South Australia, Victoria, and a couple across New South Wales, uh, as well as some on, an online webinar as well for those who can't get to those workshops. Also part of Angus Verified, we'll be launching a new program next year as part of that called Angus Verified Champions. And we really want to highlight and promote any of those uh, producers, agents, feedlotters, processors who are really, I guess, engaging in that space and and you know doing a good job and 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 putting the cattle through the program and 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 happy to talk about it, but also you know share their success and and we're really keen to be able to to do that for those members. So I'm looking forward to a great year next year. Yeah, the barbecue comp and the wiener sales there, the first big things coming up in quarter one and. Yeah, it will be, be good to see everyone. But I just, uh, certainly from, from my side, it's been a really great, great year in terms of connecting with commercial uh, producers. You know, a lot of one-on-one -on -one contact with Angus Verified and it's been quite humbling, um, the response that we've had and, and personally quite satisfying as well to be able to, to help people put their cattle into this system and, and, and then get some great prices at the other end. So um, I really thank them for that. But 
wanting to wish everyone a very Merry Christmas, a safe New Year. Let's all stay away from COVID and whatever variant decides to come down the, down the chain. But yeah, looking forward to catching up with everyone next year. Thanks, Shane. Good afternoon, Angus members in both Australia and New Zealand. Uh, I'm David Cameron, the financial controller for the Angus Society. So 2021 has been a good year for the cattle industry and for the majority of our Angus members with high cattle prices and generally good conditions prevailing despite other industries being affected by the COVID recession. Some of our members in Australia have been affected by too much rain, which has caused flooding. Please be assured that we are here to help you through any exceptional circumstances, so please contact us if you need to. During 2021, despite COVID, finance and accounting were still able to provide the same level of service to members even when working from home and we aim to continue and improve on this in 2022. Financially, your Angus Society remains very strong. In summary, our financial position is as follows. Our balance sheet was very strong and shows a net worth of nine million. Total revenues were up 1% on budget at the end of November this year. Total expenses were down 8% on budget as a result of reduced spending and delayed projects, mostly COVID-related. Female inventory last month was 119,000, with 109,700 from Australia and 9,300 from New Zealand. Total memberships, as at the moment, stands at 3,628. Debtors, overdue debtors has reduced by a staggering 80% on the same period last year. This is the best it has been in the last five years and most of it is a flow on from the good season and higher cattle prices. Finally, from the ladies in accounts and myself, have a great Christmas. We look forward to working with you next year and we hope that the prevailing good cattle season continues into 2022. Thank you. Hi, I'm Diana Wood, the Marketing and Communications Manager at Angus Australia. While a lot of people say that 2021 is a year to forget, that is certainly not true when it comes to the beef industry where it has been a year of incredible highs. And we mean literal highs. The average sale price for Angus bulls has jumped 69% on last year to see 10,866 bulls average $13,743 across 205 auctions that saw records fall left, right and centre. Texas Angus were the first to claim both the Australian Angus record price for a HBR bull sold at auction and the record average at auction for an Angus bull sale at their July bull sale. Texas reached a total clearance of 181 Angus bulls for the record average of $20,967 and the record top price of $225,000, which was achieved for 15-month-old Texas Iceman R725 when he sold to Robert McKenzie, the owner of Macca's Pastoral. 
Milamara Angus followed almost six weeks later when they sold Milamara Rocketman R38 for the new record high price of $280,000 when Roger Price from Brooklana Angus purchased him. While a total clearance of 118 Angus bulls was sold for an Australian all-breeds record average of $34,221. This saw the sale become the highest grossing single vendor bull sale ever in Australia, returning over $4 million. Prices for commercial Angus animals also hit record highs throughout the year. In early 2021, the record price for commercial cows and calves was broken when the Danya family sold 24 Angus cows with first and second calves for $4,800 at the Gloucester female sale on the 12th of February. This record price was equaled when Ryland Angus sold 10 Angus heifers with calves, also for $4,800, at the Ryland Premier Angus Breeder Sale at Gundagai on the 12th of March. Then Tolubi Angus hit a high of $5,100 for five Angus heifers with calves to claim the record at the Tolubi Angus sale on the 1st of October. PTIC Angus heifers were also in great demand. On the 7th of January, GW and J Oliver sold PTIC commercial Angus heifers for a record $4,100 at the Nutrien Livestock Mated Beef Female Sale at Boyan Up in WA. While at the same sale, the Harris family also sold PTIC commercial Angus heifers for the record price of $4,100. Then on the 26th of March, the record was again broken when Brooklana Angus sold PTIC commercial heifers for $4,600 at their online heifer sale. Angus verified heifers also enjoyed success with unjoined commercial Angus heifers making $4,200 on the 30th of July at the NOLA Livestock Annual Sale. And with the Eki sitting at currently over 1100 cents, who knows what 2022 will bring for the cattle market. And on the back of those results, it's been a busy year for the marketing and comms team at Angus Australia, as we have seen the use of video and podcast marketing grow to complement the more traditional means of print and digital advertising, bulletin production, website articles and email marketing, social media and public relations. Sale catalogue production has been a big area of growth in 2021, with over 200 catalogues produced throughout the year, which actually equates to almost one catalogue per available working day. However, it should be noted that they're all crammed into small windows for production around bull sale seasons. One of the big highlights took place before lockdowns once again enveloped Australia. Angus Australia was lucky to attend Beef Australia 2021, where the Angus breed was proudly represented by Angus Australia staff and most importantly, Angus Australia members that put on a great display of cattle during Angus judging and on trade sites across the week. So to say that we are looking forward to hopefully being able to get back out and about in 2022 after another false start is an understatement. We certainly look forward to the promise that 2022 brings with it and wish all of the Angus Australia members a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. that brings us to the end of today's podcast and to the end of the podcast for another year. I'll leave you with a recommendation for some summer reading with the latest edition of the Angus Bulletin now available to view on the Angus Australia website. 
Each issue contains industry news and reviews, latest breed development initiatives, stories on genetic improvement, Angus youth activities, Angus sire benchmarking updates, and success in the use of Angus genetics around Australia. So if you are looking for something to read while enjoying the summer rays, look no further than the Angus Australia Bulletin. And as we head into January, make sure the first save the date in your 2022 planners is the Verified Black Angus Beef Barbecue Competition. Making its much anticipated return February 26, 2022 at the Angus Australia office in Armidale, the Verified Black Angus Beef Barbecue Competition will be an invitational Australasian Barbecue Alliance sanctioned event and will host 20 of the best barbecue teams from around the country in a competition to share in $10,000 worth of cash and prizes. The event will be open to all and will be an afternoon and evening of amazing food with even better company, featuring meat supplied by the verified Black Angus beef brands NH Foods Australia's Angus Reserve, Jack's Creek Black Angus and Macca's Australian Black Angus beef. Tickets will go on sale mid-January, so make sure you are looking out for updates on the Angus Australia website and social media pages. So as we head off to celebrate the year and festivities, I would just like to give a massive thank you to all of our listeners for once again supporting the Behind the Beef podcast in 2021. It's been really great to have the opportunity to chat all things Angus with you and all the support you have continued to show us has been a really great Christmas gift. So thank you again to all of our listeners. And don't fret because Behind the Beef will be back in 2022. So don't forget if there are any topics that you want us to cover on the podcast to let us know by swinging an email to communications at angusaustralia.com.au if you have any suggestions. And make sure you subscribe, rate and review the podcast as well. And with that, I'll leave you for another year. I wish you all a very merry and safe Christmas and a happy and prosperous new year. And I'll chat with you again, same place in 2022.